87% of realtors get into the business and get out of the business in two years. That doesn't exist in our world. We have massive visions around growing our businesses, and we are always looking to add talent to our world. We do everything in our power to ensure the people we surround ourselves with defy the odds, get into production, and build massive lives for themselves. If you are a realtor looking to get into the business, we have a blueprint for success. With locations all across Canada, reach out to us. Let's talk about partnership and opportunities. We are looking forward to it. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to another episode of Sales Beast Podcast. We are here today with one of my favorite people, Sam Kwan. Sam is a uh, team leader at a Keller Williams Bond office. He has been in the business for two years and this year should land at about $500,000 gross commission. So to say he has a massive success story is an understatement. One other thing, Sam, I was watching you the other day, you were on, uh, on that scripting call with uh, yes. uh, KW. Clash of the Closers. Deal, right? Yeah, that was something else. Thank you. Did you make it to the second round? I did not. I made it to the second round. Yeah, I made it to the second round. I got, I lost in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's a huge deal. Sam, talk to us. How, how does someone hop into the business like you did and get to 500,000 in gross commission? within two years yeah good question first and foremost thank you so much for having me on this uh podcast guys mike and anna it's always a pleasure and uh deeply honored by this how do i get here good question it was a lot to do with my work ethic and consistency and the willingness like mike i learned from you like anna i saw it from you as well when i first joined mrn i saw how hard you guys worked at what you did and how what it took for you guys to get to where you at in your level so i i took it in i absorbed all the information i watched you guys from a distance to a certain degree and then i told myself in the back of my mind i was like okay i gotta do what they do but more I just got to do more of it. Like I saw Joe door knocking and I said, okay, I got to do what Joe does, but I got to do more of it. It's because I was hungry, man. I'm still hungry. Like the hunger will never leave me. And I just felt like me starting off in the career, I knew it was going to be tough. It's going to be super tough. And I expected that. So in order for me to see my business grow, I had to do something. I had to do something fast. And that's how I got here. Like Mike, you saw me cold calling eight to 10 hours a day, Monday to Friday at the office. And it took a while for me to even get my first sale. And first, I guess, to see my breakthrough, it took a little long time, but I just believed in myself deeply. Every day when I left the office, I said, the amount of work that I put in, today or tomorrow, whatever it is, it's impossible for me to not be able to see success. It's impossible. I just always had that mindset. And yeah, here I am today talking to you guys on this amazing podcast. Yeah, I remember you you had a pretty rough go in the beginning. You were uh, drugged through the mud. Yeah, you're, you're doing more deals than any of us at this point. But uh, I remember back then your your name was Mutual, your nickname was Mutual Release. Tell us a little bit about that. I know uh, some <laughs> tough experiences when we first met. Yeah, Mutual Release, yeah. Got that nickname because I signed so many. <laughs> it was a tough go. Everything from like, I was booking a fair bit of appointments to start, didn't really lead to anywhere. I was signing listings, um, trying to get deals put together, but it just fell through. Everything started falling through. And at one point I remember, I want to say within six months of being a realtor, I ended up signing three listings in this particular week and all three listings canceled on me in a matter of 24 hours. And I literally sat in this room. I was in this room at the office by myself, cold calling, and I got this call one after another, bam, 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 and all three canceled on me. So it killed me, obviously, like I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. So it devastated me, but I 
said to myself, like, what am I going to do with this? I could either pack it home, go home, cry like a little baby, or I just literally keep hammering calls. Like, don't give up. That's what I said. And yeah, that tenacity, I guess it paid off at the end of the day. I just kept pushing forward and I just never stopped. Yeah, it was something else. I remember that day. I have a photo of you on my phone <laughs> with those three listings. I think shortly after that, you sold a house on the sell side and your seller decided not to close. Yeah. <laughs> like, could this guy get any more unlucky? That was amazing. I mean... It kind of helped me grow thick skin real fast. I wasn't really like, honest to God, like I wasn't expecting this. All these like cancellations and deals falling through and it built me up to where I am today. And in essence, I am somewhat grateful that that happened to me earlier in my career. Because if I started off closing like 50, like 60 deals and all of a sudden this happened to me, then it would, I think in the long run, would have killed me in the long run if it was the reverse. But I'm grateful that I got done and over with all those devastating moments of cancellations and mutual releases. So next time that happens, I'm like, okay, this happened to me at least 13 times. Yeah, like I was ready. <laughs> it's okay. What's the next one, right? So in retrospect, looking back, obviously those failures allowed you to move forward. But what do you attribute to that mindset shift where you were like, okay, I can either like sit here and cry or I can push forward and go for more? What I guess throughout your life has allowed you to build that kind of mindset? Good question. I would say 100%, I give all the credit to God. I mean every word. I never used to have this kind of mindset. Before I got reconnected with God, I used to like smoke a lot. I don't know if I could say this, smoke weed a lot every day. And I used to drink, I used to party, I, like legit a weekend warrior on weekends. Like I couldn't wait for a Friday night. So I would go out on Thursday night and then go to work, obviously hungover on Friday mornings. But then he slowly, like, I don't know, he slowly started to working within me. Like, I don't know, one day I suddenly said, I want to read the Bible from beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation. And I started reading the Bible and I slowly told myself, I was like, man, I gotta go back to church. Like, what am I doing with myself right now? Then I went back to church and I, there was a few baptisms happening at my church um, within like, I guess, at a period of a year or so. And I was like, oh man, I gotta get baptized again. It was just like a transition after transition. But I told myself, I was like, I'm not ready for a baptism yet. I gotta give up my own life. I mean, I gotta stop smoking weed and drinking and partying all this. And funny enough, uh, two years ago, August, or July, God actually like spoke to me and he said, you must keep a sober mind in the morning when I was making my bed. And I, it shocked me a little bit. I was like, what? <laughs> you must keep a sober mind. And from that day forward, I stopped smoking weed and it took me about three, four months to give up drinking. And then I gave up drinking and I, yeah, I gave my life to Christ. And I slowly, like, honestly, like, I guess on a spiritual level, on a mindset level, I start to feel myself transform in a new way. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's God just changing me or the fact that I'm like consistently reading the Bible, but reading the Bible helped me a lot to get to where I am today and change the person that what I was used to be to now who I am today. And how did you go? So I understand finding God quitting, drinking, stopping, smoking. How how did you build out the routine you have today? I, I watch you some days. This guy behaves like he's in the military or something. <laughs> I've, I've never seen someone more regimented. Yeah, this I guess that kind of started with me working out in the morning. I had a habit of, uh, like, even when I was working corporate, I used to go to the gym in the morning before I go to work. And that slowly developed, uh, I guess, my routine or a habit, if you want to call it. And I stuck with it. And we always talk about time management, Mike. Like, we always talk about time management. You got 24 hours in a day. There's no excuse for you to not to do what you need to be doing. So I said, okay, cool. So let's get the hardest thing done and over with. 
it's not easy to wake up that early and be consistent five, six days a week, whatever you do. And let's just get the hardest done over with and then leave the rest, which is like working or whatever, spending time with the family, whatever it is, and do that after. So I got into the, I guess, habit of waking up earlier and earlier and going to the gym. And then that kind of like transpired to my like, I guess, strict regimen and my daily, like day-to-day, I guess, routine. There are days, honestly, like I wake up, I say, I don't want to go to the gym, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. I just rather sleep another two, three hours. But in the back of my mind, I always tell myself like, man, don't be stupid. Separate yourself from the other. Cause the others, when they say that to themselves, 90% of the time they'll go back to bed, but you're not the rest. You're not like the rest. No disrespect, but you're not like the rest. So get your ass up and go. And I just force myself to do it. Yeah, I find... Like, I think we've all read that book, uh, The Miracle Morning, and Hal Elrod has the same verse, silence, affirmation, visualization, exercising, reading, and then journaling. I find I can miss all items other than exercise. And by miss exercise, my day is basically ruined. That's a non-negotiable for me. What else What else do you do around your morning routine? I read the Bible. First, the minute I wake up, I open up my phone and I read verse of the day. Then I'll eat a banana and a handful of uh, cashews or something. You know, just get Actually, the what you were going to say is then you send me verse of the day and then I eat some <laughs> cashews. <laughs> I do that too. Can't forget about Mike, you know? Keep it coming. Yeah. Drink water, obviously. And I pray. I pray to God. And um, I'll read a full verse. I'll read actually a full chapter before I head out because he's my number one priority, man. I don't, the rest is just like, it's good. And I guess it's somewhat of a priority, but there's no other prior greater than God to me. So I always keep him first. I think this is such a different message than like any other guests we've ever had. And it's so impactful. Like, spirituality can show up in someone's life in so many different ways. And for you, Sam, it's obviously changed your life over the past two years. Now, looking forward, what else are you looking into your vision for your business, for yourself? Where, where do you want to go? Where do I want to go? I want to continue to grow whatever that looks like like i'm very fortunate to be working with such great people that provide opportunity for me and help me grow it's like without you guys right now i wouldn't be where i am today definitely so i give all the credit to you guys uh shout out to mrn of course man like honestly it's like obviously you guys saw something in me that i never really did and for me to be in a position like this i'm extremely humbled and with the position that i have given i want to make something of it lately i've been thinking a lot it's like god gave me a life sorry i keep tying this into god but god gave me a life and i want to make something of it meaning that tomorrow is never promised never is never was and never will be so why don't we do it and make something of it today while we still have this opportunity and i've been meditating on that quite a bit recently so man there are days it's like i've been door knocking like crazy lately farming this area and like today was extremely hot i'm like okay well three hours is enough so let's just go home but then i think in the back of my mind as like you told yourself you're gonna do another hour and a half so are we gonna talk about it or are we gonna be about it okay smart let's be about it so i go back out and do it because i know that he'll always give me strength and when i'm in when i mean him it's god he'll always give me strength regardless and like the reason why i love the bible so much he speaks to you through those verses no weapons formed against me shall prosper he said that he said be strong and be courageous for lord i am with you he said that so how can i not believe right and he shows me a little signs here and there on my day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month that i know he's with me so Although I may seem confident, I'm not confident in myself. I'm confident in him who empowers me deep within. Do you think there's any, I guess my question is, where where does the work ethic and grit that you show up with every day, where does that come from? And don't answer God. 
I know he helps you <laughs> with it, but there are a lot of religious people I've met over the course of my life that do not work as far as you. Is there is there some point in your background causes you to show up this way or have you just trained yourself to show up every day with these habits? You know what? I never used to have this kind of work ethic, believe it or not. I used to just be like nine to five. I wouldn't really stay late for work or show up early to work or anything but it all started from my mindset all from my mindset and i trained myself to be this way and i give a lot of credit to working out early in the morning it's not easy doing that but it i know it helps me it benefits me with my physique but i'm more so there early in the morning for my mindset because it's pushing me it's driving me as Honestly, the gym is one of the most motivating places you've ever walked into. You got people with different body types, different backgrounds, whatever. But when I'm watching people work out in the gym, not in a weird way, but I'm like inspired. It inspires me. It's like, man, I see you here every morning. And even if you're not muscular or super fit, you're here grinding, man. And I love that. I tell myself that all the time. It's like, man, you guys are awesome. So honestly, long story short, I guess it stems from the mindset. And I just transpired to my actions because I know actions talk, speak louder than words. So I know that's what I got to do, man. What advice would you have for people listening to develop that bulletproof mindset? I would definitely say in regards to that, it's, I would say tie into motivation at the end of the day to a certain degree. It's like, what motivates you? Why do you do what you do? What do you want out of it? How are you going to get there? When are you going to get there? Why should you get to where you need to be? All of those are really, really great questions. And if you can't answer none of it, then I'm sorry, you're not really there right now. But if you can answer at least 95% of that, then what's stopping you, right? So tie it into your your big why. Yeah, essentially your big why. Yeah, I would say mm. so. Now, I don't know what else to focus on here. I'm going to take a pause. I'm trying to Miles think of what else to ask you. Uh, this is going to show up in the live yeah. recording. Yeah, he doesn't edit it. We'll, we'll tell him. Miles doesn't edit it. He just takes our money. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, I hope you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, like, what, what what would you say to anyone listening that maybe had that kind of um, experience as you maybe started in not the best place, but then had to build up? What are some of the things that they can implement in their daily life as well to to help them overcome the mindset? It's a tough thing to do. Like, it's extremely tough, honestly, to have that kind of mindset. Something's got to click. Something's got to change. Whether it has to be something. I don't know what exactly it is. Something's got to hit you, right? I don't know if I'm really making any sense, but something's got to actually intervene in your life to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I just woke up. Okay, now now it's go time. But unless those measures or none of that really happens it's going to be tough to get out of that rut i would say because you're so used to what you're doing do you think it could be the pain of what you were going through before potentially the pain of showing up to a job nine to five not getting paid what you feel you deserve not having a a growth path within your career yeah enough was enough yeah i would say so like i always i always were like for my personal self like i always want to improve i always want to grow and to ask your question, like in the corporate side, I, I wasn't really seeing that. That's one of the reasons why I left. And I actually became a, I went to do construction, believe it or not, from so many vacations. I did construction, me. <laughs> For about six to eight months, me. Blowing my eye watch, I was in construction. Hated it. Hated it. It was amazing in the summer because I was outside, you know what I mean? I was going through different places, but I didn't like it. And then um, I was unemployed for about seven months. I was losing my mind. I was on EI, collecting EI. 
going on job interviews and I was losing my mind. And then I landed uh, the LA Fitness. I was a sales rep there and that's how I learned how to sell. And then I became here and everything that happened to me was definitely meant to be because without those previous events, I would not be where I am today for sure. Okay. So um, Anna's not going to say anything. I keep, like, I have a question. keep asking so my question. I've been by your side for the past two years, I would say, up until recently. I know what your average day looks like. Obviously, I don't wake up beside you every morning, but oftentimes we're texting very early in the morning. Can we break down what your average day looks like from start to finish? Just so people out there that are maybe new to the business understand what you need to go through to go from $0 to $500,000 in commission within two years. Yeah. So I'll give you, I guess, my day-to-day calendar. I guess for starters, what time do you wake up? Yeah, 4.45. Love 445. it. Yeah. Well, then what happens? Then, uh, like I said, so I'll read the Bible, pray, eat, drink water, and then I'll be at the gym by within an hour, like 5.45, 5.50, maybe 6 at latest. And okay. then I'll work out until 7.30, hour and a half. Then I'll come home. I'll eat, I'll shower, and generally I'll hop in the scripting call we have from 8.30 to 9. You do that every day, right? Uh, Monday to Thursday. Sometimes I don't make it. I'm not going to lie, to be honest. (laughs) Sometimes that's good. Um, And then from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., I generate leads. So whether it be cold calling or door knocking, whatever. And then I'll do follow-up. So like lately, my schedule kind of shifted a little bit so i'll do two days on and one day off and what i mean by that is for two days i'll generate leads very very like non-stop consistently and then one day off i'll do all my follow-up what does that mean non-stop from what time until what time i'll generate leads probably at least to like six seven lately i've been getting off the phone at like man on average seven seven thirty so from nine a.m to seven or seven thirty yeah either on the phone or banging on someone's door. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's what it looks like. A lot. And then you do your follow-ups one day a week. I do, but oftentimes, like, let's say when, like, Monday and Tuesday when I'm lead generating, if I see a ton of follow-ups, I'll do some follow-ups in the evening as well. Yeah, maybe between, like, six to seven, just to catch up. And I know a lot of people will be home, and I'll be able to contact them then. So, yeah, I'll do a little bit of that. So overall, how many hours of lead generation would you say you're clocking in per week? Oh, per week. Probably at least 15. 15 hours. It's a lot. At least, yeah, I would say so. And those 15 hours of lead gen, how many appointments are they contributing to at this point? Do you know how many appointments you have per week? Mm, lately, I've been having more success from door knocking and booking appointments. Um, on average, on a weekly, maybe like two. Cold calling hasn't been as effective because I haven't been doing as much cold calling, to be very honest with you. Like, I'm in a different market now, and I feel like I'm pretty much doing what's really working for me right now. And what's really working is door knocking for now. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. If you could give, say, three pieces of advice to people um, around building a business out very quickly, like you have. What would those be? I would say just stay consistent, build up a great work ethic and do the things that others don't want to do or often fail to do. I guess for you, that would be the lead generation piece. Lead generation. I don't know very many. I don't know anyone that consistently does 15 hours of lead generation a week other than you. Yeah. Uh, I know how important it is. It's mentioned like I'm reading shift right now. I still haven't finished it, Mike. 
I'm getting there. Gary mentions like even a shifting market, like whatever that's going to be, it's comes down to lead generation. You got to double up and people that don't generate leads are going to get shifted out of market. And that's like embedded in my mind right now. And he mentioned the same thing. Remember pandemic last year, March or April. Remember that? He said mm -hmm. that generate lead, double down right now, double down right now. And that just got stuck in my brain. So I cold called like six, eight hours a day, knowing that people will get pissed off and will be sensitive to the pandemic, knowing that in the back of my mind, but I still did it because I knew that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. That's the interesting thing about these so-called shifts. I've, I've lived through a few of them at this point, but they never, they never last very long. Mm -hmm. The market shifts, I think we could probably agree. We saw that over the course of the last couple of months. A lot of people go on vacation, a lot of realtors, or they get out of the business. But those that keep pushing wake up very quickly and realize that, hey, three months has passed. We're out of the shift. We have a bigger pipeline than we've ever had before because we've been lead generating like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then look how it played out for you last year. What a big year last year, yeah. Extremely grateful mm -hmm. for the summer. Last summer was insane for us. It was all for you. I think you did you did seven, eight deals last oh. September. Yeah. September is quickly approaching. We're, we expect the same kind of result. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No excuses. Uh yeah. It's uh I saw a huge breakthrough. Extremely grateful. Who would ever thought that I'd uh, get to that kind of level? But um it's all timing, man, honestly. I can literally sit here and tell you that I work seven days a week, but excuse me, but it all ties into God's timing and he'll give it to you when the time is right. And I fully trust him. That's my honest opinion. That's awesome. You have any other questions for Amanda? Um, not necessarily a question, but I do want to say like uh, the point that you made about doing the things that others don't want to do or like in bold, I think the law is like eat the frog in the morning. I, I don't remember exactly what it is. But you are doing the things that maybe don't excite people that much or may not excite you, but you know that those are the activities, especially in the morning, that you can get out of the way so that you can focus on the fun items like going on appointments, doing transactions, et cetera. So maybe one thing we can do is even share your calendar in, in the description. That way people can take a look at what a 500K producer time blocks every single day. Sure, we can do that. Awesome. Now, cool. uh, Sam, any final points from you or anything else that you want to shout out to the audience? How can people get a hold of you, I guess? Facebook, Instagram, or you could call me, text me, 647-215-7585, or reach me at my email, s.quan at mckayrealtynetwork.com. Yeah, I mean, any last words? I'm extremely grateful for you guys having me on here. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, just work hard, man. Just do what you got to do at the end of the day. And uh make it a successful year for the rest of the year. Awesome. Last question before we actually let you go. We ask all of our guests this question, but Sam, um, who do you know that we should know that we should have on this podcast? Oh, that's a good question. I would say lately, this one person has been absolutely killing it for MRN. And I would say Hassan, have him on here. He's been absolutely amazing lately. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Sammy, for joining us and stay tuned for another episode. Thanks, guys. Take care.